Okay, agenda title number one. We're naming it the beginning of the end. Oh, we should call it that. The beginning of the end of that's not how that works. No, this is the end of the beginning. That's what it is. Whatever. <laughs> it sounds less ominous. I know. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this very important episode of That's Not How That Works. We have some pretty exciting news, actually, about what we are planning to do with the show and kind of what's happening and what to expect over the course of the next few weeks. And there is also a very special way that we would love to invite you to get involved. So listen close and enjoy the show. Hey, (laughs) y'all. Hello, friends. (laughs) What's up? Welcome to That's Not How That Works. Episode 50-something. Episode Mercury Retrograde. Retrograde. Today's the last day of the retrograde, and honestly, thank God. I saw a meme that was like, my life is falling apart, and it was like a graph with a Y and an X axis, and it was like probability of truth, and then the item, and it was like, haven't slept since March. Like, all these things, and they were super small, and it was like retrograde, and it was like out of the charts. And I was like, yes, this is how I feel right now. Yeah. That's how I feel. We recorded. We, we were having a whole conversation. Conversation about sparkling water. Topo uh, Chico. Yes. The, the summary of that conversation is that Topo Chico is the bomb. We should go live in the Facebook group. To talk about t- t- we should, so, actually. That's a great idea. Yeah, we'll do that. And then at some point, Trudy was like, oh, whoops. I paused the recording. I'm like, bruh, we've been talking for like 10 minutes. <laughs> it wasn't that long. It felt like it. Okay. Anyway, we have things to do. What are we, we doing real, today? We have real conversations to we have. We have a real conversation to have. And um, we regret to inform you that this is our last episode until, until October. October. <laughs> I had to pause. Pause okay. for dramatic effect. For dramatic effect. We are going on hiatus. We said that yesterday in our Shades call. And one of our friends, actually Shireen, who has been on the show. Yeah. If you're a fan of the show, you might have heard it. She almost dropped her computer because she didn't. She was like getting up to like get water. She just heard like our last episode and yeah, she almost dropped her computer. Yeah, she almost lost it. It was kind of an amazing moment. Um, But no, just until October 3rd. So this is the last episode we're going to record. It'll come out when it comes out. And then there will not be another episode until October 3rd. But, and, but, and, and uh, also, and, um, and also we are, so we're going on hiatus for two reasons. The second one we'll talk about in a second. The first one though, is because we've gotten to a point where we're like, we want, we want to do new music. We have to, you know, we, as some of y'all know, if you've been listening to the beginning, we changed the graphics and the logo for the show. And there's some weird tech stuff happening where like, not all of the platforms that we're on is like, you know, portraying the correct, like, graphics, and we want to kind of get back in line and, like, really come out with some very dope new topics with some really dope guests, and so... We're hiring editors. We're hiring editors. Y'all, I don't know if you know this, but I have been editing all the shows. Trudy does all of our editing. That's been our thing, is I do all the (laughs) front-facing, the social media... Like all the like front facing engagement, and then Trudy does like the back end internal editing in terms of like putting it out. Yes, and and it has been fun think, to learn how to do it. But yeah, and I think we've done a we're just leveling great job. Up. But yeah, but we have editors now. Like we have some. We're gonna record it still, and then we get to send it out. 
And it's going to be magic. Just somebody else has to do it now. But yeah, we're going to have a new intro, a new outro. We're going to have music. We're finalizing the landing, like one solid website where you can find all that's not how that works things. And I'm super, 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 super excited about our relaunch Facebook group. Do you want to talk about that, Judy? Yes, this is where all of you come in. Yes, because we so, love y'all and we are community-based. And also, yes. we, you know, we want to do this with y'all. So, yes. So what we would love to do is to work with you. Yes, you, listener. Y'all. Um, y'all. We would love to work with y'all to actually help us make some of the choices that we need to make particular one of the th- in particular one of the things that we're going to be like kind of having a vote on is our new theme music so folks who join our relaunch team are going to have like we'll have a facebook community and we'll share different um you know audio clips and people will vote on that you will also help us plan the agenda for like new episodes that you might like to hear, prioritize the the episodes, like the way that they're going to come out, guests that you want to hear from. So this like launch team is really going to be kind of like a assistant, like production kind of kind of team for us. Um, and what, you know, so what we're asking is if you're a fan of the show and if you want to help us out with this, that you join our relaunch team. And the way to do that is by going to www.nothowthatworks.com slash relaunch. And we'll put the link in the notes, um, in the show notes in your app. You can just open the details section and the link will be right there. We'll also put the link in the Facebook group and just sign up for the relaunch team. And we will get you all the information for what that means. So you're going to help us plan the relaunch. You're going to help us make some decisions about the show. And when we relaunch on October 2nd, we're going to ask every, sorry. (laughs) When we relaunch on October 3rd, we're going to ask you to like share that episode to get people to subscribe and to review the podcast, like all of those things so that we can come back with like a grand slam kind of home run. We are very impressed with like the amount of people that listen to the show. Like we just see the numbers climb every week and not just like our new episodes, but like our back episodes. Yeah. Like finding our show and like listening to the older episodes. And And that's also all because of y'all, like y'all are listening, engaging and sharing. And we are so indebted and so, so thankful for the community and the way that y'all have shown up for, for this labor of love. Yeah. And that's why we want to invite you in to help us make some of these decisions. And we think it's going to be really fun um, and it'll help us grow. And um, yeah, it's just a collaborative community-based way to do this. And so we want to formally invite you to join us. So that is part of what we're going to be doing over this hiatus. We'll be working in the background, getting all this stuff set up, batch recording a couple of episodes and working with our relaunch team to come back with a you know, a splash. Yeah. And it will also just be for y'all like a really (laughs) clear and deep insight behind the curtain (laughs) of one, how Trudy and I get this done Two, a lot of times the process that we go through (laughs) to like the conversations that we have sometimes are all over the place. It 
yeah, it's like mayhem. And then somehow we come, not somehow, like it's a process. It's we a come process. out on the other side with this like, you know, really dope thing. Um, but so you guys get to be a part of that and also like really get to see behind the curtain if you're part of the relaunch group. So it's also mostly fun and ridiculous and we're going to have a good time. It's going to be great. It's going to um, be amazing. So one more time, the link to join is www.nothowthatworks.com slash relaunch. And it'll be in the Facebook group and in the notes of this show. I love how you keep saying www, like maybe people are still figuring out how to use the internet. (laughs) You know what's weird weird about that? And I don't know, maybe there's some tech person that can like, let me know how to fix this. (laughs) If you go to my, if you put in my website, like trudylebrun.com, it takes you I know actually I meant to, tell you that. Yeah. to like a dead page but if you put www it goes to the right place it's That's so weird very weird yeah anyone in tech so, that would like to yeah give us some free advice um, <laughs> so we can get Trudy's website to act right uh you know let us know I just blame everything on the Russian bots because it's easier that way oh my 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 <laughs> okay <laughs> that was Anyways, but there is a second reason why we're taking a hiatus. And what would that be? Um, we, f- we, I think I can say we feel all kind of ways about some of the things that we are currently seeing in the coaching and personal development spaces. And that has caused us to birth new programs. Yes. Um, so... <laughs> You want to talk about why we're frustrated first? <laughs> we're frustrated for many reasons. <laughs> okay, there's obviously the first reason that's the whole point of this podcast, right? Which yes, is obviously. the lack of inclusion, the way in which the coaching, coaching industry mirrors and replicates uh, existing systems of oppression and whiteness in larger society. Uh, there's the way in which it reinforces certain barriers, doesn't acknowledge other barriers, and in some cases uses certain practices or methodologies or belief systems to actively ignore, right? And I'm talking about like spiritual bypassing, so on and so forth. Right. Um, so there's all of those reasons, which obviously now we have a web, a, a whole podcast called That's Not How That Works. And but, classes and two classes. And, and two classes. Um, and also... And also. And also. Yes, and. This is a yes, and. Yeah. Um, there's this, like, there's this thing that I see. And this is hard because it's, like, you know how I feel about blanket statements. I'm always, like, there's oh, there's more nuance and, like, we have to be critical. Right. And all, you know, all of y'all know that. Right. Like, um, we always have our asterisks next to. Right, right. Um, one of the things that I have been thinking a lot about I'll frame it in this way, like a noticing and thinking. I've been thinking a lot that there are many, many coaches who do good work, who do great work, and um, and they follow this process of of teaching and training that is very like my way is the right way, and you have to do it this way, and if you don't do it this way, it's yeah. not going to work. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And in my approach, in my school of thought, um, that's not coaching. That is 
training and like teaching, maybe consulting, but it doesn't really account for um, differences in people's like values or like identities or culture or like the way that they want to show up and like make a difference with their work. Like it doesn't account for a lot of that. And so I have been doing work individually with people for a couple years now, three, probably three or more years um, to help them figure out ways to do business that is more aligned. And, um, and I want to I want to do business differently. Like I want to teach people how to do business differently. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to just do a mastermind. I'm going to do a mastermind in very different ways than most masterminds are run. So that is, that is my part of it. And we're going to, we'll talk more about what that looks like, but that's one of the things that I have been thinking a lot about that has been very, uh, that has been taking a lot of my time and energy mm-hmm. and attention. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple other things, but I'm wondering what what kind of things have been coming up for you. I'm gonna tell you, but I just want to note so I can laugh about it. Okay. That I, so if people have been listening to the show a long time, they're probably about to laugh too because they can probably tell. But when you are working through whatever is actually being said in your brain, <laughs> whatever narrative is really happening in your brain, and working through how to make sure you say it in a way. That is like, yes, very succinct and also not just like bull in a china shop. You like slow down your words and like (laughs) cut them very, like, it's like this very specific rhythm. And I always have to mute my microphone (laughs) because I will die laughing. And I don't know if any of y'all caught that, but that is exactly what just happened. And because I can see your face, then I also know what's happening. (laughs) Right. Um, Very specific facial expression. Yeah, that was amazing. Let me, yeah, it is, it, it's a guy <laughs> that I have honed over the years because we all do it. We all do it. I just know you well enough to know <laughs> what it sounds like and what it looks like. And it like makes me laugh every time because then I have a separate narrative in my head of like, I'm hearing you, but I also know what you're doing. You're interpreting, you're doing I'm the interpretation. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is what she's saying. <laughs> I would love to hear that. <laughs> can you, can you translate what I just said? <laughs> Sure. There's a whole bunch of people calling themselves coaches that are maybe educators, lecturers, um, trainers, facilitators that are not properly considering the fact that to authentically be a coach, you have to center the needs of the individual in front of you that has hired you to help them through their process. It is not about you. It is not about how you do things. And while you might have a particular skill set, you need to learn how to... uh, adapt and morph your skill set to the individuals that you are trying to serve because coaching is about serving the people that choose you and trust you to take them through their own process. And that is something that is rampant throughout the industry. And it is something that we've talked about for a long time and that you've been noticing. And so now you've decided to take your frustrations and take the things that you're noticing and actually apply them not only more so to the way you do business, but to teach other people how to do business in that same way. You know what's funny is that you said that even nicer than it sounds in my own head. (laughs) Well, we're still being recorded. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Y'all is trash. Thank you for coming to my oh, TED Talk. Like, what do you want? Oh, my God. No, 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 no. It's I'm kidding. Like, that's not actually what you're saying. No, you know, like, you know that I get re- – the, the reason I have to be controlled about it is because I, get, I can get really passionate about it, and I can get really like – Yeah, go you know, off. You, that's you, I, yeah, I get fired up. 
Um, (laughs) But really, because I think what I just said was not very nice. Like I just called. There are so many people that just heard that and are like, they feel some kind of way right now. No, but my thing is, here's the thing. Which is a you problem, not an us problem. We're just pointing out something. And if you internalize it or see yourself in it, then you should probably do some analysis around that. My, what were you saying? my position is that there's there's space for everyone. Like someone has to be the educator. Someone has to be yeah. the lecturer. But like call a spade a spade. Right. I, I don't think, I, I actually happen to think that there's a lot of pressure in the industry for everybody to feel like they have to call themselves a coach. Like I don't even think that those people are getting good support in designing. Probably not. Business that like matches their strengths. Like I, it's really... It's a problem. Well, that's because the coaching industry, in my perspective, like I said, it, it reproduces and recreates and mirrors larger society, right? So, right. you we know, should, the, yeah. the coaching industry isn't telling people like, it's okay to just be what you are. Mm-hmm. And in being what you are, like, if you're not a coach, if you're just an educator, if you're a facilitator, if you're a lecturer, like, if you're a researcher, whatever, right. be that, own that and admit and be culpable when you can't hold space for somebody or you can't take someone through a process of healing or you can't teach someone how to do a sales process or marketing and branding properly or whatever it is, right? Like not just the emotional human development side of it. Like if you don't know how to do algebra or rather, if you don't know how to do calculus, but you can do algebra, just say you're really bomb at doing algebra. Right. Don't say I can do math. Nah, because if you don't know how to do calculus, and yeah. that's okay, that's fine. But call the spade a spade because what ends up happening is that what I, this is, so this is, will lead into one of my main frustrations is because of the things that are happening in the coaching industry, individuals that need us the most are, have now become really disillusioned with the industry, do not trust the industry as a whole. And they're, because they've had so many experiences with people saying, I can do math. And so they come in thinking they're going to get a calculus lesson or a calculus teacher, and they're left with basic algebra. And either they did basic algebra, or maybe they did, and they needed algebra to get to calculus, but they're getting algebra, and now they've mastered algebra, and they've gone through that process, and they're ready for calculus, and their coach is like, oh, actually, I don't know how to do that, but you just gave me $20,000, and my contract says you can't have refunds. Sorry, right? Like, I'm not giving you your money back, and I didn't honor my claims. Like, so there's this massive distrust massive distrust in, 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 you know, from people that from potential clients, from just like individuals that have been burned over and over again. Like we see this even with retreats. I just hear it. Yeah. Like we hear it when we talk to people. Yeah. I posted why, why, why isn't a retreat a hard yes for you? And the responses that I got blew my mind and it all came down to I don't trust in the process. I don't trust in coaches. I don't trust in the industry anymore. I don't have faith that I'm going to truly be authentically held and supported. And I don't want to walk into an in-person experience most of the time outside of my local area, a lot of times international and far Yeah. to know that I might, that that the the likelihood that I'm going to walk into a situation where I am either not supported and or harmed more and or simply don't actually receive what I was told I was going to receive is so high that yeah. I don't want to do it point blank period anymore at all. Right. Yeah. That is a problem. Yeah. That's like heart surgeons being looked at and being <laughs> you're like, oh, 
So none of you actually know how to do heart transplants. So then, <laughs> right. So then what happens? So now people right. are in need of heart transplants and they're like, well, I guess I'm just going to ride it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's what's happening. Yeah. And they're figuring out how to cope with having heart disease and how to navigate a life with heart disease because they simply do not have faith in the individuals and the entire right like organization and system and industry that has been told that has that we've been told can help help you right and yeah. can like rid you of this disease it's so like the experience this experience is so weird for me because i um I've talked about this before, like on the show, like I worked in the education industry for a long time. Both of us were, you know, we worked in education and, um, you know, for, for a long time. And I think a lot of people struggle with this. You know, they ask questions about like, I don't, I don't agree with this system and I want to affect change in the system, but do I do that from the inside or from the Mm -hmm. outside? And like, where can I be most effective? effective. And so I left that industry because I just, I didn't believe in it to the extent that I couldn't even cope at all like you know Same. being within there at all and i like r- when i removed my son from school i had some real hard conversations about like you don't even send your kid like you know right. what i mean like how do you right so um so that's so i i i feel like i'm in a very similar i'm in a very similar space with the coaching industry where i sit inside of the industry and i'm like i want to affect change in the industry and like the feeling, I, I have such a different feeling than I used to feel about education. Like I love this work so much and I love the feel, like I believe in the field so much. And I think that there is room to change it unlike the educational institution because of how connected it is to like public, yeah. you know, like the, the public system. Right. Um, so yeah, so I feel like I have these gripes and I still feel like we can like change. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the thing, like, you know, obviously we're both still, I have the exact same experience, right? Like I left education for the exact same reason. I said, I can't, I simply cannot be part of this system. I kept changing schools, different positions. I'm like, okay, maybe I should be a teacher. Right. Oh, now I'm in administration. Oh, now I'm here. No, nah, like, it's just, you know, oh, okay. Now I work for a nonprofit, but like that's impacting education. No, it's all the same, yeah. right? Like it's all just different arms of the same very broken system. Right. Right. And so the beautiful thing about the coaching industry is that it's not, even though it mirrors larger society and a lot of the systemic issues, it is not an arm of a, right. Right, like a public service that the like government state, like it's yeah. exactly, it's not an institution, which means that it is actually easier to change. And also because we don't have a governing body above us, I get to say things like we're saying right now and that we've been saying on every 50, whatever, you know, episodes prior to this <laughs> and not get your license and revoked. not get my license revoked. <laughs> yeah, I don't have exactly. to be worried about, you know, the board calling me in and being like, mm, you keep telling us that we're trash and thank you for coming to your Ted talk. And you know, we're just going to have to let you go. Right. right. Like I don't have to worry about that in this industry. And the other thing is because we have gotten to a place, right? Like we are very clear on our, on our purpose, on our path. Mm-hmm. We are very clear on the work that we do. We 
fundamentally, like regardless of what anybody thinks listening to this podcast, like we fundamentally believe in creating, investing, growing, and evolving communities and people, right? Like we fundamentally believe in, in the connection of humanity. Like we wouldn't the, do this. And the potential for that to happen in coaching. It, right, right. Sorry. Yeah. Within the, the yeah. context of like being a coach, right? Like the power of being a true coach. Yeah. I think that this is one of the most transformative. I, I will say that like hands down, this is one of the most transformative and impactful careers you could have. Ever. Right. That. And that down. comes with a lot of responsibility and like all of these other things. But I think that's why it's uniquely different than like being in a school system, right? Or being in the judicial system or anything like that. Because in this industry, there might be a lot of like, we'll call them industry norms that are highly problematic. There might be a lot of like, you know, voices that are contributing to the lack of faith, that are contributing to really bad practices being replicated, that are contributing to pressures for people to feel like they can say they do math when all they can really do is algebra. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) whatever it is, but there's also space then for voices. I'm not like, we'll say like ours. I'm not saying like we're the Titans in the industry, like not by any means, but there are voices like ours that at least within this construct can keep shouting from the rooftop over and over and over and over again and see a problem and decide, cool, I'm going to keep talking about it. I'm going to keep addressing it. And I'm also going to, because I have the freedom to do this, I am going to create something that allows me to tackle this problem head on. Right. Right. So it's like, and I'm not bound by, again, I'm not bound by any governing body. You can't tell me that I can't do X, Y, Z. Yeah. You can't tell me that I can't, you know, involve a new practice or I can't decide that I'm going to do something the way that I find my clients need it to be done. You literally cannot tell me that I cannot, you know, basically choose my own adventure in how I want to serve clients and humanity. And so because of that, like, I'm like, I'm, I'm in it, right? Like we're in it. We're going to keep doing the work. We're going to stay in the coaching industry. Like, because we believe in it, because we want to be a part of it, because we can affect change from the inside. Because if with our two new programs, we can say, Oh, look, like people are resonating. Here's empirical evidence that people resonate with this. Here's empirical evidence that you can craft whatever version of success works for you. However you need to do it. Right. Look, here's proof right? Then that's modeled behavior. And the same way, way. like, again, that's what I'm saying. Right. There are going to be people who are going to do things the way they want to do things. And that is fine. Do what feels right. right. And if you want another way, there exists another way. You know what I mean? Like, but that's the beautiful thing about coaching. Unlike the school system, right. Or unlike a judicial system where like you get the teacher, you get, you get the judge that you get trying to get your student moved to another classroom. Oh my God. Is literally one of the most, you could prove some sort of traumatic experience and they'll still be like, "Mm, sorry, this is who your kid has for the year because we literally don't have room in the other class or we don't have capacity or whatever it is. It's literally damn near impossible. Right. In the coaching industry, y'all get to resonate with who you know, works, works for you. Like whoever you resonate with, whoever is aligned with you, whoever speaks to your soul, whoever makes you feel 
Like they are the best coach for you, that they see you, that they understand you. You get to choose. Yeah. And then when you realize like, oh, cool, that didn't really work for me. Let me course correct and pick someone else. Then you get to go find someone else. Or I got, this was great. I got what I needed from this experience. Now I can go have this other experience. Right. Like Like I had a coach, I had a coach for two years who was amazing and I learned so much and it changed. It allowed me to leave my job and like, you know, and now I have another coach and it's like a completely different experience, right? It's wonderful. And like, you can't do the same thing to get you to a different place. Right. Right. So like, yeah, so you get to kind of build, yeah, you get to build the experience that you need. Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying, and like, maybe for some people they're like, okay, for what I need one coach, I need multiple different coaches at the same time. I have so many coaches. It's ridiculous. Right. Like, (laughs) you know, everyone's process is going to be different, but like that's, and so like we, that's why we love it, but that doesn't mean that, so I can, it's like your family. I can love them and ride for them and, and support them without enabling them. Right. Mm -hmm. I can tell you like, yo, you're wild, harmful or problematic, but if you need help moving, I'm still going to help you move. Right. right? As I'm pointing out that you're doing something, (laughs) something problematic. You know what I mean? Like I can possess this duality. Like I don't have to just, and this is (laughs) oddly enough, this is why we don't believe in cancel culture and we believe in, right? Like restorative culture, reparation culture. Like, because we do believe that if enough people decide to change it and enough people start to move the needle, then it changes. It's just like society. It's just like racism and oppression and equity. It's no different. But something else like I want to mention, which is specifically why I created my new program is I also, so two things, two other things I noticed. One is that everybody, okay, let me asterisk time, nuance time. If you are not ready to support people with marginalized identities authentically, safely, and protect them in your space, do not invite them into your space. I just want to reiterate that real quick. But so that being said, (laughs) there are not a lot of spaces where women of color specifically Actually, I'm sorry. What? I have to, I want to have another, we need another asterisk there because I don't want people to misinterpret what you just said because it's really important. Don't invite them explicitly, but don't exclude them either. I don't want people out here being like, listen, okay. if they've gotten to episode 50 something and they at all thought that exclusion was part of the equation, so they need to go back I to episode been, one. So what I have been recently <laughs> made aware of, and this is like, oh my God, lesson time. Really, yes totally naive of me to not have thought about this before but some people listen like get shared just like our most recent episode and haven't listened to anything else we've ever said yeah you know what though i still okay so yes i'm not i'm not opposed to that additional asterisk but also i think that you should i'm not i'm not buying that because if you are an individual that is trying to do the work and you're intentionally excluding anybody? Right. I just don't want anybody being like, well, we said I shouldn't include people. We like, ain't but, fucking say that. We said we don't invite say, anybody into your space explicitly if you are not ready right. to ride for them. Right. That's exactly. Like, in other words, to be plain, super clear, <laughs> do not put on your website, we encourage 
black women, women welcome and black black women to apply like don't put that language on your site unless you have done the work to be able to like hold to not just hold space for you but to check other people in the group yeah that's um, more important yeah that's more, even more important um yeah so that's so, what so, we mean so with that asterisk being placed so i say that to say you know what I've noticed is I love that people are doing the work, right? White mm -hmm. folks, because that's predominantly who's in this industry. And I love that they're taking our class because that means they're genuinely and authentically committed to the process and that they're gonna come out on the other end and be able to say explicitly, I have thought about black, indigenous, people of color and other marginalized identities and I am prepared to not only hold space but check people. But until that becomes a norm, Mm -hmm. What I am seeing across the board is either explicit invitations into spaces that I've walked into even. Oh yeah. No, and are harmful as hell. And then even when I, because of the person that I am and the commitment that I've made to equity because of the privileges that I do hold, speak up against it or speak to it or bring it to people's attention, they ignore it or they dismiss it and or they get hell of defensive and like break down and it's all sorts of like white sensitive fragility mm -hmm. or like proximity to whiteness fragility and i'm like yo i'm just telling you that you are that's hella problematic and this is your responsibility right and now i'm the villain like no i'm good right like that's not what i signed up for right that doesn't allow me to grow or anyone else in this space to grow so that's happening and or it's just spaces where we just haven't been thought of at all Right. And you can see that and you're like, oh, you're literally not thinking about me either because you have, like you said, Trudy, in the beginning, like a one size fits all. And this is the only way and the right way. So you have no cultural competency or and you don't plan to serve the person in front of you. You plan to have them fit into the box that you have pre 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 packaged and prepared mm -hmm. um, and or you just like really don't know how to think about anyone that doesn't have the identity that you have. Right. And so because of that, I was like, I myself was like, yo, like these spaces don't exist. Like, and what I have learned is no one is going to come save you. Mm. Right. That's just a fact. I've learned that in my life. No one is ever going to come. And I say, quote unquote, save me. Right. No one's going to fix my own problems. No one's going to craft the life that I want for me. No one's going to give me these things. So I needed to do the work to figure out how to get it. Specifically related to marginal, having a marginalized identity in this country. So who is teaching other marginalized women, other bi BIWOC to do that work? And I'm looking left and right and I'm like, oh, nobody. Like you want to teach this woman visibility. Yeah. Well, not like not in popular droves. Like I'm sure there's people out there. Right. They don't have the platform. They don't have a platform. Yeah. Big. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you might be teaching people how to like, you're like, oh, women, like connect to your femininity or, you know, learn how to be more visible. Cool. But are you thinking about the fact that visibility for certain identities is actually increases their potential for harm and like threat to their well-being? Like, are you teaching them yeah, how to navigate that? <laughs> yeah. And like actual harassment, like all of these other things and like, Oh no, you're not because you don't have that experience and you haven't thought about them. And, and again, I'm not blaming or faulting anyone. You got to do your no. work. Right. But what I'm saying again is 
I love this work and I've noticed this problem. I've noticed this void. I've noticed that as per usual, those that are most marginalized are not being served, that it is not implicitly and explicitly part of the industry and it is not a common practice. And so I was like, cool, instead of complaining about it, cause I'm a big fan of solutions. I'm not going to keep just like complaining about it or like noticing it. Like I'm going to do something about it. And you've been in these programs. Like, oh, you've I've been in them. Like, you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and I think about my own experience in it where I'm like, I had to supplement th- certain things. Right. Or I had to have a separate mentor or a separate coach to even be able to like help me through some of the harm or some of the things that I was experiencing or the erasure or the dismissing or the, you know what I mean? Like the washing over of my experience because coaches who aren't thinking about those identities just don't know how to handle it. And again, Mm -hmm. do your work. I'm not saying this to place a value on you as a coach. I'm just saying that was my experience. Right. And then how unfair is that to say, Hey, spend all this money, do this program. Right. Oh, but for that particular segment of the population, you're also going to need supplemental coaching because you're not actually saying that, right? What this person finds out later is you're going to need extra support in other ways because I don't know how to do it. I'm not interested in learning how. I haven't thought about you. I haven't supplemented it as part of my curriculum or program or teachings. And also, I'm just not going to address it at all. Good luck. Have fun. And I'm not going to give you your money back. I talk to people all the time, like coaches who are some of them high profile coaches who say to me like, oh, I have these mentors who are like white men or white women who are like great. And I check their coach. I like take their coaching and then check it in against a separate coach who's a person of color to help me process through like that happens more than people realize. Why not just hire the coach of color also just to begin with? You know, but anyways, well, that's it's, neither here sometimes it's a combination of skip. People are trying to match a combination. Oh, of match a combination. Of yeah. 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 Right. But so that's the first thing. And then the other thing I noticed is I am so tired of the grossly incestuous nature of the coaching industry. Oh my God. If I see one more program that's coaching for coaches. Well, um, I teach coaches. So. <laughs> no, but like here's here. No, I, 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 I'm, I say that in jest. Um, I mean, we both teach coaches. Yeah. And also what, what our programs to- are open to yeah. executive directors right, are open to right. human resource professionals are open to teachers are open to anyone in right. administration or education. They're open to right, Like, we are coaches, and so our frame point, our framework, specifically because of the work that we do, also to be clear, right? We're like, yo, if we can change these people, affect change in these people and their processes and their understanding of how they navigate the world and teach and engage and da 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 da, right? Then there, that's a snowball effect. No, that's true, and like but I don't open to everyone, yeah. and like I, I don't want to teach a cohort of coaches who also train other coaches who all like I feel like sometimes people are just passing money around like the coaching and industry. That's like, exactly what it is. And so here's the here's the other part of it. So that that part is just like weird and like Yeah, but I keep I noticing it. And yeah, I'm, no, it's something I noticed. But the, here's the other thing and I don't think people appreciate this enough. When we talk about diversity, this is another aspect of diversity. If you're right. serving a cohort and everybody is coaches, that dimension of your demographic is actually not that diverse, right? Mm-hmm. And 
it is influencing the outcomes because if you have a group of coaches together thinking and trying to solve problems, you're only pulling from the same body of expertise and mm-hmm. you're not pulling across different disciplines. Mm-hmm. And there is something magical that happens. Yeah. And people in a room who can pull from different disciplines. There is research. We've talked about this. There's research to demonstrate that when you get diversity across many different domains, the outcomes are better. Now, not everyone has programs that can just like you can just start putting random people because sometimes your method is like, this is a strategy for coaches. And so that's okay. That's then that's what it is. And I encourage people to start putting themselves in learning and professional development spaces with people from other industries. Well, and because when you have diversity of experience and thought, regardless of identity, right? Yeah. I mean, you can never ignore identity, but specifically Diversity of experience in thought, which inherently comes from, right, diversity of, we'll call it profession. Yeah. Um, You're going to have a more, a a richer, more expansive experience as the person going through the process, Mm -hmm. but you're also going to become a better coach. Yes. Right? Like, I don't want to, like, I love my fellow coaches and also I don't want to just coach coaches. Right. I have zero desire to do that. Like, if, I yeah, I don't want to just like coach coaches, but I collaborate with people in other hundred percent. Like, yeah. It just improves your practice so much. Absolutely. You know, I think about it like, so a friend of mine got ordained on Sunday. Shout out Jaslyn Harris, Hulk queen, beautiful queen got ordained. She's leading a church in LA. Y'all can hit me up if you need a new church, a new church home. Um, not pushing religion. I just literally think she's the most amazing human being in the world. Anyways, but like during her ordination service, um, the pastor who had mentored her quoted like this text that she had read and I might not always get it right. I'm not going to get every word right, but it was essentially the, the premise of it was that you have to like in the present you have to have the foresight you have to have the 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 foresight or you have to always be thinking ahead like with a lens that allows you to see ahead so that you are making the appropriate decisions now that are going to impact the future you kind of thing right yeah And so I say that to say, like, I bring that, that, that to me, when she said that, I was like, yo, that is exactly why, like diversity of thought, diversity of experience, diversity of client, like all of those things are important, right? Because if I didn't have diversity of client, for example, I wouldn't have the very lived experience right now to be able to have the foresight to make changes for certain clients or to best serve certain clients, or to make shifts in my program. Or right? to have different strategies. Like exactly. Like, like different solutions. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and sometimes, you know, you get to a point where you could do it on the spot. And sometimes it's like, I'm seeing something right now in week two with this client. Let me make adjustments to week five already, right? Because I'm seeing something right now. And because of my experience in diversity of thought, I now have the foresight to make decisions right now that are going to most positively impact my clients, my program, every, everything in down the road. Yep. 
right? That is crucial to me. That is so crucial. But if I sit there and I'm just talking to other clients or other coaches all day long and I'm only coaching coaches and I'm only talking to coaches about coaching, first of all, that's wild boring, right? It's very flat. It's very linear. It doesn't have any texture or dimension to it. But it also doesn't keep me on my toes. It doesn't allow me to keep building a toolkit and it doesn't allow me to sh- continuously sharpen those tools. Yeah. Agreed. So Right? So it's like two sides of it. Like to be the best coach, I have to be constantly serving different people. Mm-hmm. That's how you are well-rounded and well-versed. Right? And I'm not saying we like, of course I coach coaches. Yeah. Because coaches need to do, especially the type of work that we both do. Right. That's why we do. That's why we do the work that we do. And also uh, we have clients that have literally, like I said, been teachers, hair salon owners, like literally all walks of life. Yeah. It's dope. It is. So for all of those reasons, you know, we've just, we've noticed, it's caused us to notice that there are really some major shifts. Again, foresight, right? We're seeing something now and realizing that we have to make some shifts. We have to get actionable in different ways. We have to craft different programs so that we can serve, best serve. Our growing audience. Our growing audience and communities moving forward and so on and so forth. Um, And so we have to take a little bit of time to do that. You know, we've been building it. We have to fill it. We have to, you know, tell people about it. And I don't think y'all realize how much time and energy goes into recording a podcast. It's a lot. And that's fine. Um, We love it. We wouldn't have it any other way. But, you know, so October 3rd, we'll be back. Um, In the interim, though, I would love, Trudy, for you to tell the folks, what are, what are, because we both referenced it. Like, we got, we both have year-long programs. And I would love for you to tell the folks, like, what do you have coming? Yes. So I'm really excited about my mastermind that is starting in September Uh, mid-September. It's called Amplified Impact, and it's a 12-month mastermind with the purpose of really helping people do business differently with a social impact philosophy at the core and like diversity, equity, and inclusion at the core. Um, Basically, you know, I'm coming from this place where after talking to like lots and lots of people who think that (laughs) and I've said this before, but who think that like impact means like numbers in the bank, like Mm -hmm. the the bank or the amount of people in your email list or like your audience. Like I, every time I open my Facebook, it's like, grow your impact, have more impact, 10 X your impact. And you look at the program or the offering and it's a, it's like a audience growth accelerator or like, high ticket sales program. Mm -hmm. And I will say, and I will continue to say for as many times as I have to say it, that is not how that works. Like it's just not how that works. Damn it. Impact. That would be a great name for a podcast. It would. We should do that. Um, Impact is so much more dynamic than The, no, the amount of money in your in, in your bank account or like the amount of numbers in your and your like IG followers or whatever impact literally means the point of contact and the degree to which like the force of the contact between you and your work and the people that you serve 
that is, and, and then we can see evidence of that impact in many places. And, you know, one of those numbers might be the money in the bank. And one of those indicators might be your audience, but there are so many more indicators of impact that we can measure and grow. And all of those indicators help us be better coaches and help us design more effective programs, all of the things that we've been talking about. So Amplified Impact is a 12 month program that is gonna help people align their vision and their values to their business, activate their business models so that they're not compromising money or impact, and then really amplify their impact in a deep way so that they're connecting with their audience, they're measuring their impact, and they're getting better every time that they do it. So that's what we're gonna do. It's gonna be a cohort model. Um, we're gonna have like a retreat and all these things. It's gonna be super dope. I'm very excited. Like this is the work I've been doing with clients one-on-one -on -one for a long time. And so like bringing people together to do it is just like that added layer, that like community piece that I love mm -hmm. so much that I miss. I love that. Cause I think that that is super important, that community piece. Cause that's like really what's driven. Oh, it's driven me as well. Yeah. Um, and so the, the, and the group is diverse. I should say that it's not for, it's not like affinity group work, like working towards woke is. It is for, you know, it will be a diverse group of people in social identity, in like profession. You know, there'll be a lot of coaches in there, but there'll be some people who very different, like very dynamic types of like coaches and different like professionals. So um, but everybody is in leadership and has been a, been in business or in their career for a while. Yeah. Mine is an affinity group for sure. Yes. I know. <laughs> I know that. And that's why I know, our I'm collaboration saying. is so wonderful because like yeah. we do different, like we do this together and like we yeah. do different things and serve, outside. serve a different need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I realized very recently that the thing that drives me most is serving the needs of like, this is like, I really look at it. I'm like, you know, like my melanated people, like mm -hmm. who is serving black and indigenous women of color, right? And who is serving them in ways that I had to like piece together um, or like take yeah. multiple different programs and then like have another coach to like unpack shit and like all of these other things. And so, yeah, on like the exact flip side of that, like I am doing my year long program is uh, really to like a liberation and mastermind uh, liberation and decolonization mastermind. Um, it's under the cocoa butter collective. So it's the cocoa butter collective mastermind, which if y'all don't know what the cocoa butter collective is, you can go to my website or my Facebook group and see the link, but it's really just a Facebook group. We'll be trying to know, but it's about, you know, support <laughs> and love and showing up for each other and celebrating wins and, and sharing ideas. And we just started a book club. <laughs> and it's for black and brown. Women. And it is specifically for, yeah, black and, uh, Black Indigenous women of color, so Black and Brown women specifically. Um, but yeah, so this year-long mastermind is really about claiming and creating the life that that we, you know that that we as women of color want to be able to live. Um, it's deep identity work. It's restructuring and reframing narratives. It's really breaking out of the lanes and the chains that society has has put on us in so many ways you know metaphorically emotionally sometimes physically literally, literally um and and getting to a place where you can decolonize and unpack that 
the internalization of all those things and phasing it into really crafting a life like very similarly to Trudy, what you're doing, where it's like aligning, you know, coaches are going to be able or professionals are going to be able to align their values and their belief systems and themselves really clearly into their work and serve populations in a really beautiful way. And like, I'm just doing it on the flip side for black and indigenous women of color, regardless of, regardless of any other identity. The only identity that matters is that you are, you identify as a, you know, BIWOC. Like if you are a black or brown woman, specifically, you know, this group was intended for you. Every other identity, come on, right? I don't care if like how you identify language, education, socioeconomic class, profession, immigration status, I don't care. Like you're welcome, you're thought of, you're gonna be held, you're gonna be supported and you are gonna be taught how to really, really move into a place where you can be unapologetic in taking up space, but learn how to do it in a way that maintains your safety based on your identity. Learn to navigate whiteness in a way that allows you to craft a life professionally, you know, personally, romantically, socially, that really reflects who you are fully. Um, because we're not taught to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're really not. First, we're not taught to take up space. We're not taught to ask for the things that we want. We're not taught to go take the things that we want. Um, we're not taught to, to establish boundaries, let alone uphold those boundaries. Um, and so that's really the point of this. The point is to, to really liberate black and brown women and, uh, and then enable them, give them the tools, and then the strategic implementation to really craft the life that fully mirrors this liberated, fully expressed version of themselves without apology. And when does it start? Oh yeah, mine starts in September. When does yours start? No, September. Oh, September. Okay. Yeah, I know. So they both start in September. Which is why we're taking our hiatus now. Yeah. Because we have both started work on it. Um, You know, we have people signed up and interested and we're Mm -hmm. like starting. So it's time to actually lean into that and um, dedicate a little individual attention to our new projects. Right. Like we love y'all and <laughs> this takes, oh, we love y'all. It takes work and, and time. And yeah. Well, I mean, I think we love y'all. Hopefully some of you listening will be interested in, in oh, yeah. either of these opportunities. You can message but, us directly. Um, yeah. But like, we want to take some time to, to make sure that like, we're just building the most solid thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that's what we're going to do. I'm excited. I'm hella amped. And then when we come back, we're going to have like just cool music, like cool new music and just a powerhouse lineup. Um, yeah. Yes. All sorts of stuff. And we'll probably just be like the best versions of ourselves. Cause we'll have taken a little break. Yeah. You know, rest is important. Self care. And we'll we be have like a seven week sabbatical and have a, yep. Exactly. I'm also going on retreat tomorrow. Yes. I'm going to Portland tomorrow. Yeah. So, for the weekend. Maine, Portland, Maine, y'all. Portland, Maine to do some, um, focused work on all of the things that we were just talking about. Yeah. Yep. Samesies, but I'm not going not far. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, all right. That was a great conversation. So this is our goodbye for, for now. now. Please, 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 like very seriously, there is no cap on the number of people to be in the relaunch group. We want all of you there. We want all y'all there. If you have any interest in being part of the relaunch group at all, www.nothowthatworks.com backslash relaunch. 
Um, and yeah, you know what? I didn't even think about that. But really, as Trudy said, if y'all also want to get either more inform more information on either one of our programs, please feel free to message us, contact us, yeah. um, us chat. Yeah, hit us up on Facebook or DM us on IG, whatever. Get in touch, um, and we would love to talk to you about it. Yeah, because it's absolutely. gonna be litty. It's gonna be great. All right, I'm gonna miss y'all. Yeah, I'll be talking to you like every day, probably still, so that like I, I won't miss you. I'll talk to you all the time, but yeah. we'll miss talking to y'all virtually. Yes, we will. Um, miss talking our Facebook group uh, is still going to be lit. Say, yeah, if you want to stay connected, our plan is to be continue to be active in the Facebook group. We're going to release a not release, but like we will post and recommend a couple of our favorite like best of episodes mm -hmm. in the facebook group and have conversations about those so join us in the facebook group continue to get updates um make sure you are subscribed so that when we release our the new episode it will pop right up in your feed oh and, yeah oh it'll be right there so make sure you subscribe 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 that's the most important thing right now um yeah so join us in the facebook group it'll be super fun all right y'all we appreciate we'll see you so you much. Next time. This feels weird. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of That's Not How That Works. We really, really appreciate you being here. We appreciate all the support, every episode that you've listened to, all the social media all the social media comments. We are just so grateful to have you in our community. And that is why we really hope that you decide to join us in our podcast relaunch team. It is going to be fun and... It is going to be fun and we just really hope to include everyone in making this relaunch the best that it can be. So go to www.nothowthatworks.com slash relaunch and you'll get all the information that you need to sign up and join us. All right, y'all. We'll see you soon. Bye.